Moncrief on News Talk. And you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You can follow us on Twitter or send us an email to afternoon at newstalk.com. We are joined uh, once again uh, uh, by the relatively calm Deccan Buckley and the tremendously excited Barbara Scully because uh, uh, she's gone on her mad holiday uh, off to Magaluf next week. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah, that's me. Yeah, you got that junior third result, then you're going to yeah. go crazy. <laughs> Going to be able to hold the young people going no, no. mad. Absolutely <laughs> going mad. Uh, just try it. Sorry, once. I am not going to Magaluf. Yeah, just, just, just in case. Yeah, everyone knows that's a joke. All the way to Cork. All the way to Cork. Right. So anyway, Barbara, uh, put your bag of pills away and uh, listen to our first question. <laughs> Happy pills. Uh, I'm a practicing Catholic, and my partner is an atheist. Before we had our baby, there was very little issue with this fact. I went to mass on Sundays, and he didn't, and that was that. But now our little girl is three years old, and more and more questions are arising, which we are finding very hard to resolve or answer as a team. He really doesn't want to send her to a Catholic school and I do. I want to start bringing her to Mass and he doesn't. We always celebrate Christmas, even though he doesn't believe in God, but now he is suggesting that we forfeit a tree this year as it would put too many questions into our daughter's head. This, as you can imagine, is leading to more and more arguments. Any help appreciated? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Is it? I don't know that it is. I well, mean, it's kind of one thing or the other, really. Is it? Well, yeah. Yeah, you can't first, say God half exists kind of thing. No, you can't. Um, but first, let me start by um, by sharing some wisdom that's very important. Any couple before they embark on a committed relationship need to talk about two things. They need to talk about money and they need to talk about children. And that's yeah. not like whether they're going to have children or not have children necessarily, although that's important. But it's also about how they want to bring those kids up and things like religion and school and mm. education and all mm. of that comes. And it's really important. I think a lot of people don't realise they did. these yeah. are big things uh, that you do wor- need to talk about. The words horse and bolted come to mind yeah. in this yes. particular instance. Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, this, that, that's exactly. The, You're talking uh, to all the other people right now. I'm talking to all the other people. Their future. Yes. yes, and I'm saying yeah. here's some wisdom for yeah. you now. Thank now you. I'm going to yeah. now I'm going to change my focus Great. back to this Pivot, particular I think couple. We're using a lot of them, and I'm going to say like, well, Houston, we have a problem because I think it is a problem. But I mean, like all problems that are very polarized, as you said, you can't believe in kind of half believe in God. Mm. You either do or you don't. Um, the answer is obviously in some kind of compromise. So she's going to have to give way a little bit and he's going to have to give way a little bit. The <laughs> obvious solution, it's I would say... <laughs> Exactly. So that's barely believing God at all, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, the Unitarians, they're like very loose about the idea. They're just like, you can believe in whatever kind of God you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, but I mean, to me, the obvious compromise is for, is for them to send the child to a non-religious school. Mm-hmm. Good luck with finding a place. Um and maybe then him. So that would be her compromise. And on the basis that she could then educate the child herself into whatever religious ideology that she wants, in this case, Catholicism, and bring her to whatever preparation she needs to do if she wants her to make sacraments. And he would have to put up with that on the basis that she's not in a religious school. That is the only way forward here is, is a compromise, uh, something like that. But the thing that really yeah, made if my head... they're not in Dublin, though, the, the chances are going to... Yeah. yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Um, the thing that made my head fall off about this was the mention of Christmas. Like, first of all, who the hell is talking about Christmas yeah. at this stage? And, and trees aren't even religious. That's it's what I was going to say. It's some sort of weird German thing. Yeah. They're, yeah, and they, they would have their roots even before that in, in paganism. Like, they're, <gasps> they're nothing to do with Christianity or the birth of Jesus. Mm. So I really don't understand what the story is with the Christmas tree. So that's nonsense. And actually... It's I a bit American, though, isn't it? It's that kind of American culture where they're trying to take our Christmas away and our guns and our God. It's a little bit dramatic. I think I actually can't imagine 
anybody who's an atheist that isn't d- d- caring that much about a Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Yeah. 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 Either that or the whole thing has gone kind of fairly rotten fairly quickly. Like, you know what I mean? And he's throwing everything into the mix now and saying, well, you know, we're not even going to have Christmas and we're not even going to have a Christmas tree and Santa's not going to come down. Oh, Santa's not going to come down the chimney and, and whatever else. Yeah, he uh, sounds like he's being a bit hard line. That sounds a bit hard I think, line. unfortunately, though, I think with, with something like this, and I, um, the, the 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 woman who wrote in here is the one who has the religious beliefs. Um, her partner, by definition, is saying, "I don't have any beliefs." So yeah. he's he's an empty vessel, like their baby when they. The, he's when, an empty vessel. I mean, of mm. of ideology or, or theology yeah, no. in that yeah. way, you know. Whereas the the woman here is. I'm, I'm not talking about spiritually. I'm just mean in terms of he doesn't have any of those values or beliefs. She does. She wants to put them into their child, and he's saying, "Well, I don't want you to." And that's the that's the actual issue here is that you can't have as as Sean said, you can't have it halfway. You can't go right. We're going to send you. Oh, off you know what? To, you actually can. Well, in this because country, we do all the yours time. Yours truly included, and a load of people. When my kids were in junior school, certainly there were very few, if any, educate together schools. So there was, you know, if you wanted your child not to have to take four buses to go to school, you wanted them to go to school with their neighbours and their pals. You played the game and you sure. signed and them up in the Catholic though, school, and then, and then you end up in a situation where you have our national maternity hospital owned by the no. nuns, and you have all. No, of these. you don't end up in that situation now, and well, don't make that mistake because I'm actually fighting another battle locally about religious orders and their hold on education as well as on things like the maternity hospital and I absolutely think that's out, outrageous and out of line but I do think that a lot of ordinary people can sorry I'll let you in a minute I do think a lot of ordinary people couples can actually play the game around this one I mean you and know do. and Most do, do. That's exactly and they don't really buy it like. people that we do and that, that, that's actually what's at the the, the, the the nub of this for this couple is if it didn't come up already that the, the the mother of this child really really wants to bring up her child as a Catholic because she cares so much about it if it hasn't come up already I have just questions like why not why did it not come up already I know the horse has bolted but I'm just wondering like how um, strongly held are those views that it didn't actually come into her as a deal breaker I think it didn't come up already because you know when there's I mean when I met Paul I mean he's supposedly like officially Church of England um, but he'd never been to service every week and I was still kind of like a bit like oh, we need to go to Mass every so often and you know when the kids were small and then I started to think about it and change my mind but I mean a lot of people just kind of assume well that's just part of her personality or her like what comes with her or him mm. that they do this um, and I think a lot of people don't really think deeply about religion until you have children and then you think what am I what am I doing here what am I you know, what am I teaching them? So what ha- am I... how do you then put on the brakes? How can you, you're actually caught in a bind then because because the minute that you start bringing a three-year-old into a, some form of religious instruction, you can't then ever be the atheist who says, look, we but don't But you know want- what, Declan? You can bring your three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, ten-year-old along. You can make them go to mass. They can make their communion. They can do their holy confirmation and the rest of it. And they are the biggest atheists by the time they each... They hit first year in schools. Uh, probably including the chap she's referring yes, to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. And myself. And I, I think at, at the end of the day, I do, but what, what bothers me is that we seem to be caught up in this kind of cultural Catholic 
trap in this country where we say oh we can't change the system because the system works for yeah, people who that. only show up because they want a bouncy castle for Sheila's communion or whatever and as a result of that we have the, the institution of the Catholic Church so enmeshed in everything that which actually stops people like this woman from you know just gently introducing her faith to a child it becomes you know you're indoctrinated into the whole system but and I that's kind of hard be, you then. have to be a pragmatist and you have to be a realist as well uh, when you're in in a situation like this and you have to say is you can't just I mean all those cultural bigger questions I, I agree with you on and how you know the, the history of Ireland and where we are now as regards trying to disentangle if you like an awful lot of our infrastructure from the Catholic Church because 50, 70 years ago we allowed them to take it over and we were very happy for them to take it over that's one thing but I think in the day to day kind of families dealing with kids this couple you you know you just have to they're overthinking it a little bit if you mm, like yeah. in other words if, if he says to her I look Grant whatever do you know if she wants to go to Catholic school Grant it doesn't mean she's going to join the nuns like when she is 16 it doesn't mean anything in actual fact and I know that that's not ideal ideal yeah. but you have to be as and I, I, do, say, I do think there's a tendency with a lot of people who, who, who throw the word atheist around to be a little bit kind of trenchant about their views mm. and I, I do think that there's a lot more nuance in the the higher level issue about uh, about is there a God and all that but, but, but unfortunately we're not talking about is there a God or is there not a God we're talking about whether little Chloe here is going to go to Holy Faith and, and get her Holy Communion and then make her a confirmation and then be down in the list as a Catholic and all of this stuff that that um, enforces this idea that we have X percentage really? of people because well, I'd say Chloe because Chloe is growing up in a completely different, different world than yeah, you and I society's did. different yeah and Chloe's, yeah. Chloe's going to not call herself a Catholic I'd say by the time she's a few years into secondary school she'd be like yeah no whatever my parents made me or my mammy in this case made me be a Catholic but so, really so what we're really saying is the mother shouldn't bother them because Chloe's just not going to be that's what I'm trying to well, say well the mother's <laughs> being, yeah, but like, it's, it's fine as long as she doesn't take it too seriously yeah, um, exactly plus also like the, the, the child themselves now they're only three now but, uh, but you know when, when they're Six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. They'll go. You know, you're. I'm. I'm. Learn. I get this. You know, one class or however many times they teach it. Yeah, it sounds all right. Uh, uh, but they might. You know, they'll make up their own mind in time about how they feel about it. And and it seems like Daddy uh, is going. No, you have to be an atheist. You have to take. You have to take on my worldview. Now I don't know. But the thing is, if this child is going to a Catholic school, they were already christened. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah. So it's too late for everybody. The child. No, I is think I think it goes back to you're overthinking it. Stop. Yeah. Stop making this a huge big issue it, because it seems to be a big issue between the parents. It actually won't make a huge hill of beans of a difference to to Chloe at the end of the day. Okay. Well, how about the situation? Say it wasn't atheism and instead it was Judaism or it was Islam or it was you know Unitarianism well, or whatever you you'd have. It's not, but it isn't complicated. But we are in Ireland, where which is you know still nominally a, a majority Catholic country. Is even it though? It, well, you see, no. This is my well, point. In, well, in 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 surveys they would say that most people yeah, would identify as being cultural Catholics. That. That's what I'm talking no, about. No, of course and we are. But, terrible. But, but mass attendance is like. Yeah has gone through the floor in the last 20 years so yeah. most people don't go to mass even though they might have done all the sacraments etc. Most people don't follow most of the rules that the Catholic Church and lays little down is, uh, little yeah, I'm sure they didn't have sex before marriage yeah. I'm sure she's never <laughs> yeah. used contraception yeah, exactly. yeah. or had a bad thought. Yeah. Uh. Have we reached a conclusion? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I would kind of so turn towards that, like your man's overthinking it. Yeah. He's being too militant. It's yeah. not going to harm her. I, I do think ladies have a tendency to be a bit too militant. So, but I, I do think that when it comes to kind of telling your kids that you believe one thing versus another, it's it's very messy. They should have had the conversation. But as they can both yeah. feed into what the kid believes. I don't think she should stop him from saying, I actually don't believe any of this. So let her have a Christmas tree. Chloe for a Christmas tree. Christmas tree, tree for yeah. sure. Yeah, the campaign starts. That's now. the deal breaker, as far as I'm concerned. Not the <laughs> oh no, the Christmas. A lot <laughs> of people are texting again about yeah. the Christmas tree. That's that's yeah. that's nothing to do with it at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one texter says all she has to do is prove God exists. No hassle. Uh, <laughs> Michael says my father is basically an atheist and my mother a practicing Catholic. I was raised a Catholic, but have at various stages of my life had a kind of an on-off relationship with God. Throughout the whole thing, my father has seemed fairly laid back about my religious upbringing and left it to my mother. Strangely enough, we now all go to mass regularly. Okay. Uh, Kieran says, uh, but even at, like, I mean, I don't want to kind of infer what Michael's reasons are, but people go to mass for comfort, I think, yeah, some yeah. of the time. It's not necessarily... And, and the buildings are lovely. Yeah. They have nice buildings. Nice. And it's lovely and quiet and cool in the church. Uh, but I've often thought that a, a kind of a, a religious or a spiritual belief is can be quite comforting to children. Do you know what I mean? Yes. To feel that there's guardian angels and the oh, nice part. I mean, the crucifixes and all, and all that stuff. kind there's of stuff. There's a really you know. interesting book by, I think, um, there's a, a, Antoine de something or other called Religion for Atheists or maybe it's Atheist. No, yeah, Religion for Atheists. And he basically talks about how, exactly like you say, that there's aspects of obviously the 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 parts of of religious thinking and 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 the instruction yeah. no not the dogma it's it's the good stuff the okay. stuff that people like yeah. that 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 causes people to get involved and share them and and all that stuff and not necessarily the, the you know the, the the strange and often conflicting thoughts within the yeah. actual catechism um, and it's really interesting about how a lot of these aspects are actually really yeah. useful human things like the rituals the idea that even the building as I mentioned they're, they're beautiful pieces of architecture yeah. lovely places to be um, mindfulness and all that kind of stuff yeah. is just another form of the same thing so there's a lot of it that's useful but the problem is, is that when it does become too ideological and too um, you're either in or you're not and Dogmatic, that's the bit yeah. that's kind of the, the bit that I have a problem with uh, Lynn on Twitter says unless they live in very few places in Ireland they won't have a choice about Roman Catholic schools mm. also if they think it's bad now First Holy Communion is over the horizon and gaining fast uh, good luck keeping the bouncy castle at bay uh, <laughs> she also says Barbara's wrong there are principal non-believers who do not and cannot play the game I suppose that's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, not uh, and no, not all children in Roman Catholic schools are baptized, and by the sounds of it, uh, uh, this child is not, as would have come up before Do now. You have to be baptized to go to. Uh, oh no, you don't. But they get first preference. Well, can we yeah. just talk about the Prime Minister of the UK having a Catholic wedding? What the hell was that? Shows you money yeah. talks, baby. I mean, yeah. how, you know, so oh, like kind money of, talks yeah. where the church comes in. Really, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. find that Simony. hard to believe. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Kieran in minutes says uh, there are plenty of multi-denominational schools outside Dublin. Most of Ireland isn't stuck in the fifties. Uh, someone else says, my brother is a, a complete and utter anti-religion. His five kids who were all baptised, had communion and confirmation. Then they made their own choices. He never yeah. forced his views on them. He reared them like we were reared. None became nuns. Uh, Anya <laughs> says, it is the parents' issue, not the child. Uh, and they need to sort it out ASAP for the child's emotional and psychological well-being. Uh, and what is the problem with the Christmas tree? I'm more concerned with the child's welfare uh, than the parents. That's a really good point. I mean, if they make that yeah. a battleground, the kid is only yeah. 
tree yeah, now, but they'll pick up on that very yeah. quickly. And that's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, teach kids critical thinking uh, and other more critical yeah. life skills. Religion has had its day. It's time to move forward. Susan says, I wonder now, did that couple get married in a church? Uh, like, was he happy enough with the big day out, the presence and the party? Just wondering. Uh, <laughs> another texter says, you don't have to be Christian to go to a Catholic school. My son goes to one and he wasn't christened. Right, well, uh, uh, teaching our children religion is not a problem. We're both atheists. Thank God. Uh, finally says the texter. <laughs> I don't know if they uh, teach them about, I don't know when they teach them about the, the, the crucifixion and the kind of more gory bits. I have a five-year-old who's only in baby infants and it's a Catholic school and when we asked her about Jesus she said well Jesus was this guy he went on a big adventure uh, and then he, they put him in a hole uh, so yeah, that sounds cool enough is to that me. not the Hobbit? Uh, yeah <laughs> six of one you know she didn't say whether he had very hairy feet or not uh, right you are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk we do have to take a break uh, after that more questions uh, for Barbara and Declan including my boyfriend is patronising 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley are still with us for So You Think You're an Adult. The first question was about a couple who are uh, who have a child now and they're disagreeing about uh, whether the uh, child should be uh, brought up in a religious context or not. Kieran says, unfortunately, the Catholic in the relationship will more than likely win out due to the schools doing communions and confirmations. There's no way that parents or most parents would bother teaching their children Catholic ways themselves. However, if you have a sound philosophy in life, your children will pick up on that and will it benefit them. You can be frank with your children and tell them that you don't believe in God. You can also be frank about the hold that the Catholic Church had over the country for so long. Uh, another text that says, my kids are being raised atheists. They know granny and granddad are religious and everyone in school. They have to listen to it all. They get a kick of, of getting to have uh, Christmas and Easter without all the religious stuff. They're very happy children and find science magical. Jim says, despite being an atheist myself, I, I think believing in God and being spiritual, etc. are completely fine. It's the Catholic Church that's the yeah. problem. Uh, another texter says, my non-baptised daughter goes to a local Catholic school. I'm taking her to Disneyland for her communion uh, next year. Wow. Uh, can we come too? Fancy uh, yeah. uh, as Stephen says, uh, my son attended a local Catholic school 20 years ago for three years before attending a project school in Dawkey. He was not christened and was never subject to the sacraments. No questions were ever asked. I do note that the textbook, maths, etc. were riddled with references to God and such. I don't seem to remember this in my school books back in the 70s. Gosh. God in a maths book? Yeah, God in a maths book. Yeah. God <laughs> gave you this three. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great name for a book. 20 metres away yeah. and it's two o'clock. <laughs> What's the hypotenuse? <laughs> That's his own I spirit. think it's got something to do with three and one, hasn't it? It's an extra okay. people in one person. <laughs> Sacrilegious jokes are just a heartbeat away here. Uh, I've been with my boyfriend now for over two years. Over the past six months or so, I've become increasingly aware of an insidious new development in the way he treats my thoughts and opinions. He's patronising. He regularly undermines me in front of other people or laughs off my views on different things. Everyone thinks he's warm and caring and basically amazing, which he is. He is wonderful. But there is this other streak in him which only seems to be about me and that no one else sees. I've mentioned it to him and he immediately becomes defensive and starts rolling off all the ways in which he's a feminist and how he does everything in his power to push for gender equality. Yet this problem persists. Am I being overly sensitive like he says? <laughs> wow, overly sensitive. Oh, Stop being hysterical. <laughs> yeah, hysterical is a good word to throw it there. Now, if you don't know what patronising means, it means when people talk down to you. Like, you don't know anything. Um, look, like this is a difficult one because... 
on the level, I'm going to take this woman from a, you know, straight up and go, that must be infuriating because we all know people who think they know everything and they want to scoff at your opinions and kind of talk down to you. Anybody who is a real feminist will know that women have, have gone through that for a long, long time. So if you're a real feminist, you should be a bit more woke to that particular aspect. Oh, that um, but at the same time, there's, there is an, there's another aspect of this kind of conversation that, and I'm probably going to go a bit left field with this. That's it's not like the, it's you about, at all. That's most unusual. How yeah. condescending. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> um, it's that we have this um, kind of... Um, I don't know if it's new, but there's a definite thing that we have that that's kind of popped up politically. It's popped up in social media. Is that everybody's opinion is equally valid, and therefore, as a consequence, somebody who knows more about a particular subject matter is still equal to somebody who's just thought about it for the first time ever. Mm, yeah. And it's this kind of individual, the equality of, of, of everybody means that even though you have a PhD in, say, ancient Greek, and I am a junior third student who's picked up Greek books for the first time, my opinion is exactly the same as you. And if you try to say something to me, you're patronising me. That's the discourse that if this is what's going on, she's, she's not in a good space. But if he's actually just being that guy who kind of just goes, oh, 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 aren't you so cute when you try to think? Then, you know, <laughs> that's, you know. And you know what? Um, as the only woman in the studio, I oh, would put don't money on me. it. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would put money on it that it is the second of those two options. Because I think most women, if they haven't experienced this themselves, will certainly have seen it being played out with other women that they know. Correct. Um, and it is something that... that it a lot of the time it's men who do it to women um, yeah. whose opinions are not as valid as theirs, whose experiences aren't as valid as theirs. Um, and I would take a kind of more serious view on this because I think that um, dismissing your thoughts and opinions, particularly in front of others, can be very destructive and damaging. I'm glad this woman can see what's happening now at mm. this stage. She yeah. said it's a relatively new development um, and she can see it because very often women don't see it until their confidence and their self-esteem is on the floor um, and, and terrible damage has been done by the man in question. Um, so, and I mean, as you say, proving you're a feminist by saying, look at all the ways in which I support gender equality. Yeah, yeah that's talking the talk. If you're a feminist, yeah. you walk the bloody walk. Yeah. As but well. isn't that even an odd response to, to the point she's yeah. making? Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. about their relationship and their yeah. interaction and he's suddenly making it all political and performative yeah. and I'm great and it's because you're a woman he's actually bringing her gender into yeah. the thing as opposed that's to that's why I suspect yeah. that this is a more serious problem than perhaps it looks at the beginning and I mean I would be very clear about this I would urge this woman to think long and hard obviously she needs to have a serious conversation with your man where she can pick you know after he's done it again and say you got to stop this right now you got to stop it and if he doesn't if it doesn't absolutely cease I would really think long and hard about where she's going because you know um it doesn't speak of somebody that you want to there's spend a, the rest of your days with. There's a really with. interesting book by a woman. Um, I think Another, Rachel. This is the second book he's oh, mentioned. I know, yeah. I'm so highbrow. I read books all the, all time. the time. You just waffle away. That's You're doing exactly <laughs> to me what he did. It's your called life Women experience. Explain Things to Me. No, it's called <laughs> Men Explain Things to Me. And it is about this subject and it's about how this woman is, a, I think again, she's a, an academic working in science or something and, and 
you know, she had so many examples of somebody going, do you want me to explain to you how this thing works? And she's basically going, I invented it. So yeah. take, take a seat. <laughs> yeah. And there's loads of examples of that kind of stuff. So maybe that's a good thing to give him for, you know, a ni- nice little feminist read the next time that he's doing a little bit of you like know, but woke You know, research. if he is, as I suspect he might be, that'll all go completely over his head and he won't bother because he thinks he's absolutely infallible and on a much higher plane than she is anyway. Um, and as I say, so I how think do you resolve that? Even not even specifically, how do you actually change the way I mean, that, that dynamic? If he doesn't then. change by her explaining how un, how awful it makes her feel and how destructive and damaging she thinks that is to her, mm. um, and if he does, and it shows a complete lack of respect from him for her, who's his partner. If he doesn't change, then I would absolutely walk. I don't. Mm. I would not. That to me would be a big red alarm. I wonder if he's aware he's doing it. I wonder if he's aware he's doing it completely. It's a, some sort of little resentment there bubbling under that he won't admit to because he's a feminist because his self-image is so strong uh, and everybody thinks he's wonderful. So obviously this is like, you but know. But if he's half a brain cell, if she yeah. explains to him how it's making her feel and how, you know, how 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 much of a horrible thing it is to do to somebody who's meant to be your partner. Mm. Uh, if he doesn't get that, well then... Sh- and it's, it's, a case of, it's a case of like um, she's she's described it with very harsh language, and she's used the word insidious, and and also she's talking about repetitive behaviour. So it's not just one or two instances where because you know. It's it's very hard to be perfect. Believe you me, I've tried. But it's really hard to be perfect. And you can sometimes annoy somebody by the way in which you respond to their particular oh, point of view. But that's different. But if she's come home a couple of night, a couple of times and felt really awful because he's made he has belittled her and hmm. humiliated her, which is what he's doing by by you know undermining her thought, her opinions, and her experiences, then you need to. That's you know. That's not just like, that's mm. serious, I would and think. Well, she says nobody else sees it. So this seems to be kind of high yeah. level. Uh, yeah. Does she mean nobody else? I wondered about that. Does she mean nobody else sees it as in it happens outside yeah. of there? Or does she mean nobody else picks up on this in the way that I'm picking up well, on Well, she this? did say that he regularly undermines me in front of other people uh, and laughs right, at her okay. views on other yeah. things. So, so I think he's doing it at home as well as obviously in company Well, maybe well. actually more people see it than she realises. Yeah, yeah, that might yeah. be interesting. And it's yeah. interesting as well is that like, it's perfectly um, okay for her to hold a position where she's not confident enough about either her opinion that they're discussing at the table which allows the conversation yeah. to go into patronising world or she's not confident enough in standing up for but her position. But you see, position. it's a classic way to keep women out of power and out of kind of, you know, away from equality is to constantly undermine them. And until somebody, like, I'm so glad this woman realises it because I think a lot of women put up with this behaviour for a long time and they kind of go, well, maybe my opinion isn't really valid or maybe, you know, mm. maybe he's right until they suddenly wake up and realise that their self-esteem has been slowly dismantled over a period of a couple of years and then it's really you know then you're re- it's really hard to get that back yeah so, insidious is a very good word yeah you know, you know I mean the, I would say that's quite serious and I definitely I'd give him one more chance and then it after sounds that, like she's think kind of on. thinking about dumping him anyways so, yeah you know, well so certainly slowly putting your stuff pro- in your suitcase the preponderance of the texts are dump him uh, yeah, he's undermining you wants to control you tell that woman to run now uh, Ed says I wonder what Mr. Patronising does for a living I bet he's a psychologist <laughs> Uh, and somebody else says the I do lots for gender equality is akin to the look at all the black friends I have yeah, kind of a yeah. statement. Barbara yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Decker, thank you both very Take much care. as ever. Enjoy your holidays, Barbara. I will, well I will. deserved. Yeah. Well I will. deserved Indeed. holidays. It is. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, the Diet Love Mystery. Moncrief on News Talk.